we're all ready to go, ladies. Nice one. Okay. Hello, everybody. It's Sidoni um, Pastor Giselle of uh, Pearls of Grace Ministries and the lovely Ngum here. We are back again. It's a Thursday Hi. night and we're going to be having our conversations. <laughs> and today we're going to be talking about seasons. So last week we spoke about God's timing and we thought this week it would be lovely if we're just going to slid it very nicely into seasons because mm -hmm. we all know we go through seasons um, in life, sometimes happy, sometimes sad, sometimes painful, um, sometimes mournful, sometimes exciting. But there are all these seasons in our lives and so we just want to have a conversation as to maybe how we can recognize it, how we can deal with it, um, how we can hold on to faith um, and encourage ourselves or perhaps other people that we know that are going through it. Um, and also just generally just to have a chat just so we can support each other. Um, but before we start all that off, I will take you to probably one of the best known chapters and verses in the Bible about seasons, right? Say, You're going to go to Ecclesiastics. I am going to. You stole it from me. <laughs> you know Stop why? Because me. I quote this one to my kids. <laughs> it is the best one. It really yeah. is. And it's like, you know, yeah, I, I, I actually uh, read it at times at funeral services. Do I, you? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's a yeah. beautiful one. It, it really is so is beautiful. So cool. I mean, yeah, no, thankfully I don't use it to make it to that, but it's just when I go, you know, you can't you can't watch TV or it's time for homework or and they're like, Yeah, but why, mummy? And I'm like, yeah. because wow. for everything under the sun. You know what? Even season, non Christian. <laughs> Usher's frozen. Oh we've you've frozen. I'm frozen. Oh yeah, yeah. no, you're back. Yeah, so okay. you were saying non-Christians. I was saying Ecclesiastes is very popular. I'm sure yes. even non-Christians know it. Mm, mm, I'm sure they do. And it's so interesting because, you know, like I said, I use it for the kids and they're like, well, why can't we do this, mommy? Well, because for everything under the sun, there's a season, okay? And right now is the season to do your homework. <laughs> Don't roll your eyes at me, young lady. <laughs> you probably get up. Yeah, that's what I get. Well, but right now it's your season to start, so it is an Ecclesiastics three. Take it away, it Miss Adonai. Well, no, Giselle, you read it for us and just you know no. give us a brief introduction as to what what that speaks to you because you said you use it at funerals, so maybe just link it into you know how you use it at funerals to encourage people. Well, you read it because you read the, the Bible absolutely beautiful, and it was going to be it was going to be your your, your 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 bit, and I I. I stole your thunder a wee bit. But no, no, you no. didn't. You go, you, go, you go ahead and read it. And then okay, we'll let's read it to the glory of God. We can tie it in later. Okay. Okay. All righty. Okay. So Ecclesiastes 3, verse 1 says, <laughs> There is a time for everything and a season for every activity under the heavens. A time to be born and a time to die. A time to plant and a time to uproot. A time to kill and a time to heal. A time to tear down and a time to build. A time to weep and a time to laugh. A time to mourn and a time to dance. A time to scatter stones and a time to gather them. A time to embrace and a time to refrain from embracing. And wives, take note, that's not, you know, that's not 
an excuse for you guys to just want to refrain from embracing for any any odd reason okay that's not an excuse (laughs) (laughs) we carry on from verse six (laughs) a time to search and a time to give up a time to keep and a time to throw away a time to tear and a time to mend a time to be silent and a time to speak a time to love and a time to hate a time for war and a time for peace and that is just so amazing I mean, you can read the whole of the chapter um, and it just speaks to different seasons in there doesn't it and it's just it's I mean it's so clear that there's a time for everything um which is how you were saying you use this at, at funerals how do you how do you use it this to sort of speak to people who are mourning because you know we've just had COVID and a lot of people are probably still oh, finding yeah. closure well, what I get from Issa is that in the verse, you have time to be born and a time to die. Mm. We all, we, you know, no matter who we are, no matter how wealthy we are, or how famous we are, or how good we are, we're all going to die to this world sometime. Mm. You know, there's, there's no getting away from it. It's what we've done and how we've lived, how we've been here. That's the important thing. And I think I, I, I tell people it's good to leave a legacy. And I would then, you see, at a funeral, very, very nicely going into that if anyone's here that doesn't already know Jesus as Lord and yes. Saviour for their lives, you know, uh, and you would like to know more, come and find me afterwards and speak with me and I'll certainly help. I'll, I'll, I'll talk with you. But even you, just 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 the point of you, know, a t- and, you know, and then there's a time to kill and a time to heal. Now, that doesn't mean... There's a time to murder something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, you know, that that time to kill. Don't don't rush out and think you can murder someone by killing. No, no. that that <laughs> kill. That. You know, no, no, no. Don't 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 do that. But that a time to kill and a time to heal. That's a time to kill a relationship, or kill a bad thought, or kill mm. an, a, an addiction, or mm-hmm. you know, get rid of something. And it you know, as a time to kill and a time to heal. Mm, mm. then there's you know there's also a time to cry and a time to yes. laugh yeah yeah so to me they all fit in beautifully with the uh, with with um and the time to scatter stones and the time to gather stones to me it mm-hmm. just all fits in beautifully for seasons that somebody has gone through and for the grieving family that there yes. is a new season com- a new season coming on yeah, I mean, you, uh, what do you think? What 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 words in there speak to you? Because that's a, such a beautifully put. It almost kind of gives us an excuse, doesn't it? It gives us not a not a, an, an excuse, but a justification for how yeah. we feel. So if you're feeling sad, don't feel sad or mournful. Don't be ashamed of your yeah. feelings. It almost gives us permission to embrace. Um, you know mm-hmm. sadness and, and and whatever we're going through I mean what which one there speaks to you the most or which one have you found that maybe you related to the most I think just the last thing um Giselle said because I think sometimes when you go into a place of grief you forget that you're there for a season yes. and so the fact that you remind people at the funeral mm-hmm. that this is a season and that something good will come after that Mm. I really think it's important as somebody who's dealt with grief myself mm. it is easy to be locked in that season for a long time mm. so if you don't have that support you don't have people around you who can say and I really remember now um, a friend of mine and her husband 
they, they didn't articulate it like you, but I remember them literally saying to me, look, okay, this has gone on for long enough, you know? So yeah, it's really important to look at, at mourning as a season. And yeah. I think sometimes, especially for, for I mean, Sidonia and I are from Cameroon, and I think sometimes <laughs> women in particular suffer because your husband dies. And then, you know, if you're remarried within two years, everybody's like, oh, you're not sorry enough that your husband died. <laughs> you know? So I think people have to understand that. Mm. No, that's a good point you mm. make. Yeah. No. You know, sometimes there's so much pressure on the women to grieve much mm. longer than the men because. Most men, if their wife dies, then people begin to think, oh, how's he going to cope with that wife? He needs a new wife. But for a woman, he could be there for 10 years. I'm like, he loved her husband. I know. I know. But you know, the thing is, there's no, one size doesn't fit all. Mm-hmm. And, and everybody's grieving period is totally different. And how yeah. we grieve is totally different to other people. Uh-huh. You know, mm-hmm. And I think it's wrong for people that when you're in a season of grieving, I think it's wrong for people to come up and say, oh, well, you know, I think you should get your glad rags on and put the war paint on and do the hair and go out and get yourself another man. No, uh-huh. that's, uh-huh. that might work for them, but it's not going to work for everybody. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think it's- yeah. Yeah, I mean, verse 9 there says, what do workers gain from their toil? I have seen the burden God has laid on on the human race. He has made everything beautiful in its time. In its time. We spoke about this last week, didn't we? He has also set eternity in the human heart. Um, Yet no one can fathom what God has done from beginning to end. This is all about God's timing, like we were speaking about last week. Um, and, you know, I know there is nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. And that each of them may eat and drink, hooray, and find satisfaction in their toil. This is the gift of God. I know that everything God does will endure forever. Nothing can be added to it. Nothing taken from it. God does it so that people will fear him. And um, this is just so... Um, I mean, even just reading that part where it says, you know, God has set eternity um, yeah. in the heart of the human. That, that's really deep. That speaks to that um, longing. Of diving diving. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's Get your here on the... mm. Mm. Okay. And it speaks to that, you know, when people are like, especially during COVID, didn't there? There was a statistic that came up. You know, people had searched what what's their afterlife on Google, how, however many million times. <laughs> it's that deep longing that God has set in the human heart, that longing to be reunited um, with in eternity. Um, but just you know, going back to seasons, it's so hard sometimes. Um, like you said, when you're in a season, whether you're grieving, um, so I actually have perspective and and know that it is a season you know mm-hmm. um back in genesis we're told about seasons aren't we mm. and the time there's harvest and mm-hmm. so you know i think it's in daniel just as the seasons changed mm-hmm. but the, mm. the fact that the seasons come around so regularly is proof of god's steadfastness yeah. amen. Um, True. And, amen. you know they they <laughs> but they come and they go we yep. talk about British seasons. <laughs> well, okay. Everybody's <laughs> 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 not the British seasons, we need to talk about <laughs> <laughs> not the British seasons because <laughs> <laughs> but, but 
do you know, but, but, but you see, see, see when you really look at it, in our mm. spiritual seasons, you we have six, at least six spiritual seasons. Wow. Oh, okay. We have really, when you think about it, you've got your dry season. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then you've got your waiting season. Mm. Then you've got your busy season. Mm. Yep. Then you've got your test and trials. Then you've got your spiritual warfare season. Mm. Then you've got your happy season. Oh, Bring yeah. the happy season already. Yeah. People stay in the happy season, don't they? They don't want the other ones. No, no. But unfortunately, those five seasons that precede the happy season, it's like making an omelette. You've got to break eggs to make an omelette. Mm. Yeah. So you've yeah. got you've got to go through these other seasons to mature, to strengthen, mm. uh, to build those great foundations on solid rock before you can come into your happy season. Because if you got your happy season right away, you yeah. wouldn't know what true happiness is in, in Christ. Not handle it. Yeah. And there's that famous saying, isn't there? Like that, you know, that you need a test to have a testimony. Oh, Amen. Amen. Bring it on, sister. Come on, bring American it on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> American pastors like to rhyme. No testimony without a test. That's a completely very African thing to say. But it's true. Yeah. Mm. It mm. is absolutely true. And you see for every one of those seasons that I quoted, I, I, I did I did Google, I, I uh, checked with Professor Google about mm. different verses. And there's mm. a whole load of verses to go with all of those seasons. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's loads of verses, but all we need is maybe one verse for each season. Mm. And that's oh. interesting. I mean, just going back to your favourite Psalm, Psalm 23, you know. Oh, yeah. I read that today. Yes, I did. I did. We were doing church today at the Belmont Residential Care Home. We took church there and uh, we sang loads of songs and the the residents were all tapping their feet and clapping their hands. It was absolutely brilliant. You know, sorry. That's your home. It's such a cool thing to offer. Yeah. And I go, I love it. You know why? It's like prison ministry. You have a captive audience. They can't get up and walk out. (laughs) it is but you know that psalm is just beautiful doesn't it because if if you i was thinking about it earlier but it does walk you through seasons it does i haven't thought about it like that but it's true it's like he does. He guides me along the paths of righteousness. And mm-hmm. even walk through the valley of the shadow of evil. You know, there are dark times there. But he yes. prepares a banquet for us. Those are happy times. <gasps> exactly. Wow. <laughs> you know, his goodness, he anoints our head with oil. Oh, it's not beautiful. It is. That's, you know, just the different seasons that that walks us through. Um, and I think, you know, that speaks that speaks to us. But I know that, you know, um, certainly within the group, a lot of women sort of they go through different phases and they're going through different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, we've said here that we should bear in mind that nothing is um, 
you know, no season is permanent, you know, just mm. as the seasons change, um, their season too will pass. Um, but, you know, just sort of when you're in the season, I think it's important to remember that God is sovereign. Yep. And he's sovereign over the good and the bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, you know, if you go to, I think it's, forgive me, but I think it's Job. I love Job, by the way. Yeah. That's a, it's a real season book. I love, I love the book <laughs> of Job. And again, some people think it's all doom and gloom, but I, no. I absolutely love it because I see God's faithfulness in, in the book of Job. Um, chapter 9, verse 12 says, if he snatches away, who can stop him? Who can say mm. to him, what are you doing? Um, you know, it's it's that idea of God is in control of everything. And so he's got the power to do and undo Um and as much as he invites us to have a conversation with him, we we haven't really got any, any real power in and of ourselves. We have no power. You have any power. You don't give yourself right. So you have no power. No. So. no. And I think, you know, that reminder of God's sovereignty mm-hmm. um, when we're in the seasons that we're going through. And I know it's hard because I have a few at least two or three friends that I know are sort of grieving at the moment. Um, And I know to see past that, especially if they're grieving for like, you know, a a loved one or a child or a relative, it's hard. But to remember that God is sovereign. Um, And the the same God in your mount, on your mountaintops is the same God in your valley. Yeah, important to remember that. So important. I mean, what would you say to people about this idea of God's sovereignty when they're in that season? Um, I think it's you've just said it, you know, the same God that you pray for good times is the God that will be with you. And I think the difficulty in in your in your I think it's even both. Sometimes when you're very happy, you even forget God, right? You're too busy feeling yourself and doing your thing. And then when things are bad, funnily enough, you then turn to God. You're like, God, what are you doing? Look at me going through all of this. But and sometimes also it's easy to feel abandoned by God, especially if things are not shifting immediately. Uh But I think also that is is a, a time to really have conversations with God. Mm. And to have very sincere conversations with God, it is okay to be angry with God. I remember mm. when my sister died, I was angry. Mm. I was. Angry. I remember one day literally shouting at God and saying, you let this happen. Why did you take my sister away? I went through that. And I think that God understands grief, you mm. know? And I, sometimes you, it's, even if you say certain things, it's your emotions. Obviously, it doesn't mean you should be disrespectful to God. You should be like, okay, forget you. I'm not going to worship you anymore. Like, where are you going to worship otherwise, <laughs> right? So I feel that there are times when it's, it's it's okay to sit with God and say, why did this happen to me? Why am mm-hmm. I going through this? You know, mm-hmm. because sometimes not everything is because of our sin. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, I mean, sometimes God will tell you the truth. He'll be like, I don't know, maybe you got involved with some guy and then it went really horribly wrong. And God will be like, you shouldn't have been there in the first place. You know? Exactly. Yeah, I mean, sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell you, right? You may not like to hear it. (laughs) Because like a lot of times, a lot of times the predicaments that we're in, we should really sit. Yeah, we should really sit down and 
pray about it and look at ourselves because half of our predicaments are from our own doing. No, and that's what people sometimes don't want to. And I think Sidonia and I, I think I shared this thing with Sidonia when one um, pastor in London was saying, a lot of the time when people call spiritual warfare, the consequences of their actions. Yeah, it's still okay to talk to God. And when the Holy Spirit convicts you, he does it in such a way that you have to be, you have to have a demon in you to argue back. Okay, because you have to have a lot of pride in you to not say, okay, I see. And the Holy Spirit will not only tell you what you did wrong, he will actually propose a solution. Exactly. Give you that um, fortitude to actually think, okay, let me start seeing. You yourself, you'll be in that conversation like, okay, yes, I know I messed up. What do I do now? And then the solutions will begin to flow. And for some people, that solution might come in a dream. It might be that you meet somebody who has a conversation and tells you exactly what you need to know, or you may Mm -hmm. just have, so yeah i really think conversations with god and it can be hard yeah you know there are times when i mean you can i don't know if you guys have been through this where sometimes you cannot even say anything yeah you don't know what to say and this is how i know that the the heart has a voice okay yeah there was a time when i was going through something where i just couldn't you know when you try to articulate and you can't find the words And then I went online and I, I, I came across this guy, this Nigerian musician. He sings in English so you can hear him. He sings in English and tongues. But like this guy just had the words for me. And all he was saying literally is that God is a God who deals with things as they happen. All he said in that song, he keeps chanting, God is now, God is now. And for whatever reason, that song could break whatever was in me. Yeah. So sometimes just go to God sincerely and say, what is going on? Or why can't I hear you? And if you feel like you can't hear God, keep going on about it. Write letters, do whatever. Literally stalk God. He will answer eventually. He will. He will. And like, but like the thing is, now, you, you said at the start of what you were talking about there, that you said, I believe God knows grief. He does know grief. Look yeah. what happened to his son. True. And you and you gotta think many times that when we're grieving and we're calling out to him and we mightn't hear him, he might be sitting crying as well with us. Yeah, you know, because he grieves with us, he hurts for us. And when you think about what what people did to Jesus, what what the world did to Jesus, yeah. like he came, you know, as we're taught in John 3.16 and 17, you can't quote John 3.16 without quoting 17, which is, you know, he, Jesus, came not to condemn the world, but to save it. And they couldn't see that. So, of course, God knows grief. He knows loss. Yeah. He really yeah. does. He does. You know, I it like that. I had never looked at it, at, at God as a grieving father. Okay, you know of God yes. as a father. To look at God as a grieving father, that's a whole podcast on its own. Yeah, yeah, it is. Let's actually get that down. We need to talk about. Aren't you ladies glad you got me with you? (laughs) (laughs) So I have to put that in the list too for the next list. (laughs) Giselle, as soon as you said that, for a random reason, the image of Twix chocolate came to my head. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, <I don't> <laughs> Car- 
Carlos says, good evening, ladies. I know he's talking about me, but I don't know about you two. Oh, that's fine. Um, one thirty-five. If we just go back, verse six speaks to this idea of you know God being sovereign. It says, "The Lord does whatever pleases Him in the heavens and on earth, in mm. the sea and all their depths." Um, and, you know, we see the same theme again in Isaiah forty-six, somebody's favorite book, Isaiah forty-six, verse. 10. You know, I'm gonna like it. If Isaiah says, <laughs> "I'm gonna like it." And Isaiah us that in verse ten of chapter forty-six, um, God says, "I make known the end from the beginning, from ancient time, what is still to come. I say, my purpose will stand, and I will do all that I please." Um, you know, verse eleven goes on. From the east, I summon a bird of prey; from a far-off land, a man to for my purpose what I have said that I will bring about what I have planned that I will do um listen to me you stubborn-hearted people you who are now far from my righteousness um you know and it just speaks to God as being sovereign over the earth over creation I mean he's mm-hmm. exactly into existence um and he spoke it out of nothing yep created it out of nothing how and, do you even do that? You know, and, and it just sometimes as human beings, we have this temptation, don't we, of trying to put God in a little box or try to yeah. label different things or, you know, trying to understand mm-hmm. him. And I, you know, I very often, you know, sometimes mm-hmm. when I'm talking to people, even Christians, I very often say, the day you think you, you've understood God, that's oh. the day you, you've definitely got it wrong. Because uh-huh. you fall on your knees and ask for help. I actually like that I don't understand God fully. Because yeah. I think that if I could, then what would be the point? He wouldn't be God. We would be yeah. the same, right? So <laughs> I need him to be up there. <laughs> Somebody to just lean on. I mean, for my own selfish reasons. Yeah. Yeah. You've got this God man figured out, right? Then you know yeah. you can't. person yeah. has got the foggiest. Um, but it's, you know, and, and when we're in a season, I know we've spoken about grief, but mm-hmm. you know, there are other sisters that I know, for example, that are in a season of waiting. Mm-hmm. And they're waiting for different things. They might be waiting for a spouse. They might be waiting for um, a child, a baby. They might be waiting for a new job. They might be waiting for a career. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> someone's bouncing. They might be waiting for all sorts of things, okay? Mm-hmm. Now, just as if this, I was listening to preacher, I think, don't, don't quote me on this, it's either Dr. Michael Youssef or um, the Briscoes, right, on Premier, um, and one of them, I'm not sure, but he made a statement and he said, you're waiting, you're asking God for something, what if, what if, you need to have the attitude um, to say, I will still worship God and adore him, even if I don't get what I'm waiting for. That's it. Exactly. That hit me big time because I know people that are very dear to me, said somebody in here, um, and that you know, they're waiting for different things. And to face the realization of the fact that what their heart wants so badly might actually not come to pass in this life, mm-hmm. that's a hard pill to swallow. 
Mm -hmm. Um, And especially in a world that kind of wants to sell us a Christianity of you can have every miracle that you want. All you have to do is ask. All you have to do is pray for it. Um, I think that idea, that kind of brand of Christianity is, is, yes, God is, is amazingly powerful and almighty. He can do all of that and even exceedingly abundantly more than we can ever imagine or even ask for. God can do all of that. If it is his will, and I think some pastors need to start preaching um, for people to align their heart's desires with the will of God a lot more. Um, because it's a, there's a, a very, in my opinion anyway, dangerous brand of Christianity going on out there that sort of says to people, if you pray, you can have whatever miracle you want. If you go on a 40 day fast, you can have whatever miracle you want. And it's more to do with their des- the desires of their heart Mm-hmm. as opposed to the desires of their heart being aligned with the will of God to glorify the Father here on earth. And when we get to the point where we're saying to people, if you pray or you fast or this, that and the other, you will get your miracle or your breakthrough or whatever language it is or, or you know, Christianese that people are brandishing out there. Mm-hmm. I think, personally, I think that's dangerous ground. I think we need to be saying to people, yes. This is what you want. And God can even, you're wanting a child, God can give you triplets. But number one, will your attitude to him still be the same if you don't get what you want? Exactly. Number two, if you get what you want, will you still revere him the way you do? Will you still come back to him and need him as wholeheartedly as you do? Because, you know, I think somebody said, um, Sometimes God gives us trials to keep us close to him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Some of us can't be trusted with progress. <laughs> kind of outlook. Yeah. But it's like, you know, if 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 the only time you come to God genuinely and honestly, it's when you have a need and a want. Don't be surprised if you're still getting a lot of needs in your life <laughs> because the big man wants you coming to him regularly, you know. So we need yeah. to remember that, I think. And, and I think for those who are in a season of waiting, I think, um, and, and this is hard and because, I, like I say, I, I, there are some sisters that I know that I'm walking hand in hand with in prayer um, and to turn around and say to them that, you may not have what you want, but you still need mm-hmm. to worship God in all his sovereignty and power and might in the same way. Mm-hmm. I think we need to get to that place as Christians where, mm-hmm. and that's the place where Jesus was um, mm-hmm. in the Garden of Gethsemane, mm-hmm. where you go to God, fully accepting that he can send the angels down to do X, Y, Z, fully mm-hmm acknowledging his power to change your situation but also giving him back all that control and authority and going not my will not what I want but what you want want. and if my desires of my heart align with what you want then so be it let it come to pass Mm -hmm. but if they don't and this is the hard tricky bit if they don't then let it not come to pass because ultimately all we want is for God's will to be done in our lives. And that's deep. And, and I know some people would disagree with me and that's fine. 
Um, but I think that there are some people in waiting, in seasons of waiting, mm -hmm. certainly some women that I'm walking with, that I, um, I try to use this to encourage them. Because God is still God, whether you are, you know, he's still your God. He's still your heavenly oh, yeah. mm -hmm. Whether you're married or you're single or you're a mother or you're childless or you're broke or you're homeless or you're single, whatever situation you are in life, God is still God. Your mm -hmm. situation does not reflect on him. No. Um, so we need to look beyond our circumstances. And, and as hard as it is, and I know this is hard because I feel the pain of some of these women that I know, um, get to the point where we're praying, not my will, but yours be done, Father. Um, and accepting that, and that's hard because I was there myself, accepting that God's will might not necessarily be your will. Um, God's will might not be the desire of your heart, but accepting that he will glorify himself in whatever his will is in your life, because just as he did, um, you know, with Jesus on the cross and resurrecting him on the third day, mm -hmm. Jesus surrendered his will to be the father's will. And on the third day, God resurrected him and glorified himself through that. And so if we surrender like Jesus surrendered in the garden, God will ultimately glorify himself in our life, whatever situation we think. Amen. Um, and it's it's hard. It's hard. And you know, it, it, I thought we'd just be, you know, speak to because I know it's a hard thing. Seasons is a hard thing. And 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 it's hard because it's emotional. It's mm -hmm. hard because um there are people that are going through struggles. But ultimately we have to take our eyes away from ourselves and keep them on Jesus, just like people. When he was, you know, Jesus was walking on water, Peter's like, hey. You know, big guy, yeah. I water. I want to know what you know what this feels like. Jesus, is like, yeah, come on out. I'll show you how to do this thing. Yep, comes out, and he's walking on water. He doesn't realize what he's doing because he's looking at Jesus. His eyes are fixed on Jesus. But the minute he realizes, hang on a minute, whoa, 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 I'm defying all the laws of gravity here. I'm actually walking on water, and he takes his eyes off Jesus. Yeah, then he begins to drown. Yep. And it's hard. So I, that's that's what I would encourage us to um, fix our eyes on Jesus, mm -hmm. fix our eyes on his promises. And ultimately, his promise is that we should have life here and have it abundantly. Mm -hmm. But having life abundantly here does not mean having everything you want here. Uh-uh. Nope. Having life abundantly here is living life in the hope of having eternity in glory with Jesus Christ. Amen. Um, it doesn't mean that you, you know, because some people are born blind, some people are born disabled, some people have long-term pain, chronic pain issues. Some people can't even get out of bed in the morning. Some people are battling cancer. Some people are battling things that we, some people have children that are born, you know, with deformities and disabilities. Um, and that's hard. Yeah. That really is hard. But we have to fix our eyes on eternity because we know that when all is said and done and this world is done, we are going to be in paradise with Jesus. And that season of waiting, because effectively, life here on earth is a season. Yes, yeah. it is. Season. Yep. It 
this one big season. Yeah, we go through, you know, the different changes, you know, winter comes, then spring comes, then summer's bright, then winter comes, it's dark again. And it's all the cycles come over. Mm-hmm. Effectively, it's just one big waiting season for what's to come. Um, so, yes, but enough of that, you know, serious talk. Let's go back to our you know, lightheartedness. Um, <laughs> but, that was in, but that was important. That was very that important. Was really important. And like as we've all said, and you said as well just a, a minute ago there, Sadone, that no matter what our season is, no matter what our trial and tribulation is, no matter what the enemy's trying to throw at us, no matter what we've brought on ourselves, hmm. glorify God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Glorify him. Seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, 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 it is hard to do. Now, I'm not going to try to candy or sugarcoat it and all the rest of it. It is hard to do. But believe me, because I do speak from experience, the minute you do it, oh my goodness me, the freedom that you have. And it's just like sort of the whole world, the whole weight is lifted off your shoulders. Mm -hmm. And you can really feel the presence of the Holy Spirit with you. And it's like you put his arms around you and says, come on, girl, I'll look after you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you, you, you don't get that if you don't praise him and you don't glorify him. So that's what we to him. Sorry? Yeah. And if you don't give it all to him, because sometimes yeah. we, we, we can do this. And then it's right. I'll take a problem to God and I've got a situation. I'll take it and I'm like, okay, I know I came here with a baggage for, right? And I'm meant to leave it here and walk away, but I'm just going to take 20% of it back with me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 20% to have my party and yep. I need this percent to justify my pain and my anger yep. um, and I take that away with me again yep. and then that 20% builds mm-hmm. up yep. yeah. and holding on to that 20% of your pain, your anger, your bitterness your hatred or whatever you're holding on to who's it hurting but yourself? No, it's not worth it it's, it's, not, it's really not worth it really yeah. quiet, come on now speak to us sister you're giving you time to speak no i mean i I think it's true in your waiting season um it's something that you have to cultivate the ability to praise even when you don't feel like it yes it's really not an easy thing to do but i think one of the things that praise does is that it gives you because a lot of songs that i praise songs talk about the majesty of god right Mm -hmm. And so it makes you just see the size of God mm. relative to the problem that you have. But also something that we don't do often is sometimes go back and see what God has done for you. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I, I started this and I should really go back to it where I was writing down my testimonies mm. because sometimes you, you can go back and look at what God has done for you, especially the things that you didn't even ask for. Mm-hmm. So, you look at that and sometimes it's okay to just say okay so what's the philosophy behind all of this because it's just not making sense i'm the kind of person i wouldn't say i throw tantrums but um you know sometimes i'm honest <laughs> you know there was a time there was a day i had a very sincere conversation to god i was like look the only reason why i'm here is because i have no other god to go to like i was just like i don't have anybody else where else am i going to go right mm-hmm. this is how i'm feeling i really i'm not happy about this situation mm-hmm. i said it i cried i and then next minute, I know God heard me because something amazing happened later, you know. And it's funny because God actually used Sidoni. She doesn't even know this. 
but after the ranting and crying, my landlord called me and he's like, did you buy fish? I'm like, no, I thought it was a mistake. And then Donny calls me. I know what's so funny is that if you're Cameroonian, you understand God's attention to detail on this one. <laughs> like the touch was so cool. I remember like, as soon as I saw that fish, I was like, okay, whatever I was mad about, forget it. <laughs> and then you heard me and, I, and then I turned and I started laughing I'm like you see God see all these men that I've been dealing with in my life you don't even know how to do things the way you do look at what you, <laughs> you know <laughs> so it was just a whole interesting mm. thing sometimes it's really important to be upfront with God obviously we don't have to be disrespectful but if you're being emotional mm. fine do it but um, yeah I really feel that what you said about the waiting season, Sidonie, especially for Christians, is really very important because, you know, you guys will probably get tired of hearing us say this, but I really think the prosperity gospel is the worst thing that ever happened to mm-hmm. modern Christianity because it came from that uh, prosperity gospel, whatever you, you, you ask, as long as you have faith, you'll get it. Mm-hmm. And if you even think of the three Hebrew boys in, I think it's in the book of Daniel. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys were like, look, we know that our God can save us, but mm-hmm. even if he doesn't, exactly. we'll him. and I remember there's a pastor in America, Pastor Moss, um, Reverend Otis Moss, and I remember him saying that it is important to have what he called, even if faith, mm. so even if faith mm. is the one where you're saying to God, yes, this is what I want, but even if you don't come through for me the way I expect, fine, you know. I'll still worship you and it's okay to ask God for that grace because sometimes you need it. You and need you, it. you know what, Lord? Yeah. I don't know how I'm going to handle it, but I know that you will help me. And, you know, sometimes also, maybe you don't get it because it's not the best thing for you, even though you think it is. Yeah. We're yeah. talking about babies, um, Sidoni. I remember watching a woman's testimony in the States and I think she and her husband had tried for kids unsuccessfully for years and then eventually she found out that God wanted her to adopt right and so when she heard God on this she adopted I think it was two boys she's from America a white lady and she adopted these two kids from Haiti but you see what was so interesting is it wasn't just going to Haiti and taking children she ended up creating a relationship with the the, the relatives of these kids so that they would still keep in touch with their roots and so then they began to have this kind of back and forth. So now the children, I think they play basketball or something, but they still reach out to Haiti. And I think she ended up creating this organization. Wow. So she, it wasn't just two children she got, she got a whole community. Yep. Sometimes God's perspective is, is so different. You're asking for a child. God is saying, no, I want to give you a community. I just yep. don't want to be the way you think. Mm. So yeah, it's always good to say, okay, if you say no to this, what do you have in store for me? Mm-hmm. But a lot of the time we're so angry, we just talk and we don't see that. Mm. Mm. Way, don't we? And it's important to know, you know, um, Joshua 1 19, you know, Isaiah 41 10 tells us God's always with us. Do not be mm-hmm. always with us. He will never leave us, nor forsake us. He's mm-hmm. always there. We're the ones who turn away from him. We're the yeah. ones who well. He's always there. He doesn't let go. We're the ones who sulk. We let go. Sometimes we come back, sometimes we come back grudgingly. Um Sometimes some people don't even bother coming back because they feel like he's let he's let them down. Them. Yeah, but he doesn't. He's always there. And you know, Romans 8 28 tells us that he will work all things out together for our good, for those that love him. Um, and so just hold on to him, whatever you're going through, 
hold on to him and know that it might not be working out the way you want it to and the way you expect it to, but mm -hmm. have faith that it's all working out for your good. One way or another, it will come through. I mean, I remember um, a, a good few years ago now, I was um, looking for a job, I was jobless. Um, and I kept going for interviews and they kept turning me down. And these are jobs that I was overqualified for. And I kept thinking to myself, they're taking the mick right now, right? And I went to work <laughs> and I was like, you know, these guys are not even serious. Like, uh, this is below my pay grade and I'm getting turned away from it. And so I was unemployed for a good few years. And I remember coming home and, and you know, having a, a complaint and just complaining to my husband. Um, and he just kept saying, he just kept encouraging me, saying, you know, just keep going. You never know. Um, and a few months, this happened for a few months. And then one of my sisters had a car accident um, not far from where I was living. And so she ended up um, in a hospital near me. But the fact that I didn't have a job meant that I could then look after her. Because if I had a job, I wouldn't have been able to go spend a day in hospital with her. Um, and, you know, you know, praise God, she's, she's fine now and she's up and about again. But she couldn't walk for a few months. Mm. And so she needed mm. that help and support, which I couldn't have been able to yep. give her if I was in full-time employment. And mm -hmm. again, I didn't see until hindsight, right? They say it's normally the best gift. But looking back on it, I remember when it actually hit me and I and I, I went back to God and I was apologetic. And I said, I'm really sorry for my short-sightedness, for not trusting you and for just seeing my need for the there and the now. Because obviously we need to go to God and trust that he's, um, he can see the bigger picture. He can see mm -hmm. the end from the beginning. He knows what's coming down the line for you mm, he, in that he knew what was coming a few months down the line he knew why I was getting all these rejections which obviously was an ego blow for me because I was like hang on a minute you know I'm overqualified what are you guys talking about um mm. but God saw the bigger picture mm -hmm. and I did apologize but that was a firm reminder for me to always trust God in the difficult um, mm -hmm. especially if it feels like because a lot of the time as well it's like it's our egos yeah bad. a lot of the time if we boil it down mm -hmm. and I think it is it is it's, it's funny because oh. I was actually having this conversation with myself <laughs> and I was like a few things I was like hmm in a way maybe it's not actually bad that I didn't get these things because I was like god it may not have been easy for me to live that glamorous lifestyle right mm. to be saved it would have been like yeah god i love you but oh i'm you know it would have been hard to part from certain things so maybe it's okay that i didn't get them yeah and you know for people that you you were talking about you know writing a testimonies down and, and always going back to them and, and looking at it and for people that maybe are not into that um i know last week we said that the bible is god's cv and these days you can't get a job without a cv can no. you no so, you know for, just go back and read god's cv mm -hmm. achievements basically because these days you have to send your cv off so you okay. <laughs> tell me mr god why should i really worship you give me three reasons give me three incidences when you've got somebody out of trouble exactly, you know, and and how can i what's it what's the what's your strengths you know and, and all that how do you do with anger god Don't <laughs> <laughs> and you and you know what I think is the best one? 
Mm. is John 16 and verse 33. Okay. And it's written, I have told you all Mm. this so that you may have peace in me. Here on earth, you Mm. will have many trials and sorrows, but take heart because I have overcome the world. Amen. That's a confirmation, especially in this age, G. When you turn on the news, it's crazy. I'm sure you've heard of the shootings in the city. And all the problems in the world. Over the last two days, right? I've heard, like, I've just read these very weird news stories. I think I shared one with Sidoni yesterday. Like, it's like the world is going crazy. Things that we would even imagine. Now, for like everybody wants every kind of crazy thing out there, mm. and you know, killing, killing. Mm. So it's. I think I'm going to go back to that. Yeah. So I think it, that is so good. G. I think maybe we should share it on the on the um, mm. Facebook page because, to be honest, I was walking back from what feeling like Lord, it's it's getting a bit overwhelming. All the stuff that I'm seeing on the news so negative, mm. and I think for Christians, it's really important to remember that Jesus has overcome. Amen. 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 Yep. But no, thank you. I mean, it's yeah. So just to round up, I know people are going to have to listen to us back on. Yeah. On back. Um. You know, we've said that seasons aren't permanent. They will come. They're temporary in their nature. Um. Hold on to God. Trust oh, yeah. Him. Um. Yep. If you can, write down your own testimonies how He's come through for you. If you can't, and even if you can, look at His CV and the evidence of what He's done in the past. That's the Bible. Um, remember that God is sovereign over everything, um, over your pain, over your joy, over your bereavement, over your grief, um, over your excitement. He's sovereign um, over everything, over your life. Um, and he's safe. You can trust him. You know, he's yes. eternal. You can trust him. He's the firm foundation on whom you can build. He will mm-hmm. never leave you nor forsake you. He's always yeah. with you. So oh, don't yes. You know, hold on to him. No matter how bad things get, hold on to him because he won't leave you. So you make sure you don't leave him. Um, but thank yes. you, sisters. Uh, as thank always, you. all three of us are available on the group um, or on the website. Drop us an email, drop us a message. Um, if you would like prayers, encouragement or support to all those that do that already, thank you very much. Thanks for your feedback. We really appreciate it. Um, but Ngum, please pray us out of this one, please. Okay. So, Father, we thank you for the opportunity to be gathered here in your name. We know that you are here with us. We know that you're here through our highs and lows, God, because you're the God of the valley and you're also the God of the summit. We thank you for this really edifying lesson on seasons. It is not always easy for us to recognize them, Lord. And so we ask you to send your Holy Spirit to us not only give us the wisdom while we're dealing with seasons, but to help us to even recognize them, to know how to prepare for them, Lord, when they're coming, to know how to close them gracefully mm-hmm. and to be able to help others through their seasons. Everything that you do for us, Lord, is for a purpose. Mm-hmm. And even if we don't understand it in one season, the revelation comes in the next. Mm-hmm. Above everything else, Lord, help us to trust you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your love that manifests in so many ways. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Thank you, everybody. Good night, and we'll see you next week. Good night, everyone.